Wonder, like a child. Um, I think I'm actually going to get away without glasses. Big enough for which is a good thing. Hey, um, who's had a crazy week? Yeah, excellent, because I've had an insane week that's just been unbelievable. But I was away all week. I was pulling some long hours down in Invercargill, the metropolis of the South Island, the land of the brave and free, where men are men and women roll their R's. <laughs> anyway, that's <laughs> true, very true. Anyway, I was doing some training and helping them out with the company opening. We um, were showcasing some of the machines that I deal in and, and sold them. Have you ever looked at something you know well that's common to you but with fresh eyes? I've been dealing with this, these machines since I was about 17, year old, 17 years old. So about five years now. <laughs> so, so when these machines are going through the motions and just operating, I'm very blasé about them because it's common to me. We've got a service team and it's, I'm always telling them that the things that they do and know are only simple because they know them. Even though that they think it's just common sense, it's only common sense to them because they know they've done it so often. But it is amazing to others who don't know it. Anyway, whatever it is. As people come into the company open, many of them have never seen these machines before. And they were amazed, they were gobsmacked, and they were well impressed. Which was really cool, because but what it did for me is it gave me a fresh appreciation and perspective for what I do. Which is a good thing, because it kind of gives you a little bit more hope for it. But you know, it's a lot like that in life. In our faith and in our relationships, we become acclimatised to what we are, to what we know, to where we are, and to what we do. We can become cynical and complacent, rather than grabbing life by the ears, and enthusiastically living. So we've been doing this series on wonder and looking at God's creation and his wonder and what it means to us. So this morning I want to look at Luke 18, verses 16 to 17, which says, Then Jesus called the children over to him and said to the disciples, Let the little children come to me. Never send them away. For the kingdom of God belongs to people who have hearts trusting as these little children. And anyone who doesn't have their kind of faith will never get within the kingdom's gates. Now I want to look at that. How does a child see things? How does a child trust? How does a child react? Have you ever been to a wedding and seen the eyes of a little girl when the bride walks in? It's like she's seen a princess. Or I've seen a boy as a fire truck goes by with lights flashing and sirens blaring. Like, their eyes are wide open with wonder. I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy. That's all right. But now, just to be clear, the verse specifically says, For the kingdom of God belongs to people who have hearts as trusting as these little children. And anyone who doesn't have their kind of faith will never get within the kingdom's gates. So we are to be childish, but we are to be childlike, to have the freshness of a child. This isn't an excuse not to grow up and mature, although I've been looking for one for years. <laughs> so we all see the difference here, right? Eh? It's like childish equals tantrums, grabby, etc. Childlike is a different thing. And that is what I want to look at today. So anyway, let's look at this childlike outlook. 
And today it will be mainly in relation to a child's relationship to a parent. Because God is our heavenly father. So I want to look at that relationship. So one, a child trusts their parent. When my kids were younger and smaller, I used to do all sorts of stupid things with them. Which, which just quietly made Nicole look away in terror. But their very lives were in my hands. They would lie in towels, and I would fling them up and all around me, their heads would skim the roof. There'd be giggles of excitement, they'd be just into it. And they'd always want me to do it. Do it again, Dad, do it again. They would jump from the top of the stairs for me to catch them. Sometimes without even letting me know, which was a little scary. But luckily, no trips to the hospital were needed. And occasionally at 18 and 20 now, they still want to give it a nudge. Doesn't always end well, but that's another story. <laughs> but the point is, they trusted me that I would be there, that I was watching and attentive, and I would catch them. And I had the strength to deal with what may come. You see, a child trusted me. My child trusted me. Two, a child, oh, by the way, I'm really quite as far as I'm short. Um, so we'll be, we'll be over and done. Oh, probably about two minutes. <laughs> a child is excited about their parents' presence and love. See, I travel, and, and it brings them calm. So I travel a lot for work. I'm away often for a few days or a week or, or whatever. And whenever I come home, my kids used to, and still do, come up, jump on me, welcome me, then they just stay, stay around and just hang around and they're just in my presence, just talking, just enjoying each other's company. You see, a kid will just crawl up on your knee and lean into you just for the comfort. When a kid has a nightmare at night, what brings them comfort? Just your presence. Just the parent's presence. You see, a child is excited about their presence, their parent's presence in love. Three, a child believes their parents. Now this is funny because have you ever heard a kid telling you about Santa Claus? Does everyone believe in Santa Claus here? Does everyone? Yes, does everyone? Yes, okay. Well, be careful. Spoiler alert. Um, have you ever heard a kid telling you about Santa Claus or the Tooth Fairy? That it's, it's real, real, honest, honest because my dad said so. It's true. Or my dad's stronger than your dad. Or, you know, because they're, they're always, you know, he said, he said, he said it, it's true. Of course, I've never misled my kids. <laughs> okay, but I do remember telling Brooklyn once when there was a boy, she was telling me about a boy who was at school who was trying to look up his skirt. And so I said to her, maybe in hindsight shouldn't have said to her, but I said, just turn around and kick him as hard as you can on the nose. <laughs> Nicole said, no, no, don't talk to him, go see a teacher. And I said, no, just turn around, kick him in the nuts. <laughs> well, not my wisest move. And um, however, after the following day, that boy never did it again. <laughs> and, of, and of course, there was a phone call. And her defence was, my dad said to, and, you know, there was a phone call, but, yeah, so, we've dealt with that now. But anyway, Jesus did that constantly. 
Whenever he was surprised. Not kicking in the nuts. But what I mean is Jesus always defeated him with my dad said. Whenever Jesus was approached. Did I bring that back? But Jesus always, whenever he was tempted, whenever he was confronted, he was always counted it with my dad said. Come on. The word says. You know, bring it back to that. And you see, a child doesn't necessarily understand the why, but they love and trust and believe in the who that said it. See, a child believes their parents because of who they are and that they prove themselves trustworthy. A child's purpose is to enjoy life, grow up and pursue life and all its hopes and dreams. And isn't it funny that often a child wants to make their parent proud? When you ask a kid what they want to be when they grow up, they're filled with hope and excitement and possibility. There's no limit to what they can do. Their very purpose is to grow into great adults, to love their families and parents, to pursue life with joy, to know and love their God. When was that supposed to stop? Ever. See, parents, your kids are constantly looking at you for affirmation and for encouragement. Dads especially, your girls want to know that they are pretty, beautiful and worth fighting for. Never stop embracing them and telling them you love them, even if they stop saying it to you. And your boys, they need to know from you that they are men, courageous and fearless, that they are going to be okay in this world and that they have what it takes, not only to make it, but to rock it. Also, don't stop telling them that you love them and embrace them. The funny thing is, do we ever really grow out of that? So husbands, tell your wives. Wives, tell your husbands. You see, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So a child has a purpose to grow and enjoy. A child will be hurt or wrong, but forgive and move on quickly. If you have kids or watch kids, they have friends. Then they hate their friends. Then they are best mates. Then they're trying to kill their friends. Then they're best mates. Then they're not talking to their friends. Then they're best mates. And it goes on and on and on. But the point is, they always end up back as mates. They get over it and they get over stuff quickly. And they get on with it. Where did we lose that? Jesus certainly didn't take it away from us. In fact, when Jesus was asked by Peter, how many times should I forgive? Jesus' reply was 70 times 7. That's in Matthew 18, verses 22, just in case. Does anyone else find it ironic that the very guy who was asking about how many times he should forgive is the same guy that Jesus pulls aside after his crucifixion and resurrection and specifically forgives him for denying him three times? You see, a child will be hurt or wrong, but forgive and move on quickly. How's this? A children comes to their parent with expectation and belief, hope and persistence. Daddy, can I have an ice cream? Or in Ella's case, can I have a plate of spare ribs? <laughs> <laughs> Mummy, can you have me with this? Daddy, can we make that? They are persistent, they are expectant, they are bold. <laughs> 
Have you ever told a child that you'll get them an ice cream on a road trip or go to McDonald's? That's a lesson in persistence and expectation and boldness. When we get the ice cream, you said we were going to get an ice cream. Can I have my ice cream now? You got the ice cream? Where's the ice cream? Can I have ice cream? I want ice cream. You see, remember Jesus' story about the innkeeper, where the man was asking for a loaf of bread in the middle of the night. And he says, because he kept asking, he would get it, just to get him to go away. But Jesus also said, knock and the door will be open to you. Ask. Seek and you will find. Ask and it will be given to you. So keep coming back to him. You've got something you're pursuing with God. Keep coming back to him. Because a child comes to the parent with expectation, belief, hope, and persistence. A child embraces all and doesn't see race, colour, or religion, only diversity and excitement. No kid looks at another kid and dislikes them because they're different. When they're young, they learn it, unfortunately. But when they're young, but they'll notice the differences and they'll ask questions, but out of an innocence and a wanting to know and understand. It's awesome. See, I wonder, are you starting to see why Jesus wants us to come to him like a child, like this? Is this what Jesus meant about coming to him like a child? With open, fresh, innocent, expectant, trusting and excited attitude. So just to be clear, I'm not spouting all this to say I'm a great parent, or this is how to parent, but more to highlight the relationship between a child and a parent. How a child relates to the parent and bring it into context of how do we approach our relationship and our attitude to Jesus. This is merely my reflection of a very flawed parent who has good and bad days and not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And it's lucky that children are forgiven, forgiven, as I need on a regular basis. But Jesus doesn't have good or bad days. He never pulls back or turns away. He always has the right word and advice. He's never taken aback in shock. And he loves us perfectly. He is our perfect heavenly father. In Luke 11 verse 13 he says, So if you simple people know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? See, Jesus doesn't want us to be childish and foolish, but innocent and fresh, free and enthusiastic, forgiving and kind. Have you ever wondered why some people just seem to excel in life? Young Christians that seem to move forward and grow at an amazing rate, where you seem to be in a rut and saying, still, going through the motions. I remember going on school camps with the kids, which I must recommend that you should do if you, if you get the chance. I'll be put on some activity and the kids will be sent around in groups to try new things and participate. Some kids and teachers would leap into it with both hands, first time, and give it their all and just have a ball and get the most out of it. Other kids and teachers or parents would hold back and not want to try for a whole variety of reasons, maybe fear, maybe just not wanting to. We would coax them and you'd encourage them and show them how to do it and that would be fine and the safety measures that they just can't hurt themselves. And then some of them would give it a shot, finally, and they would realise it was cool and get right into it. But unfortunately, they would only get so far and so skilled because half of the allotted time was just spent trying to get them actually just to make that step. I wonder if we had the same approach to Jesus, could we get the same result? 
Is it that? Is it just that why some people just seem to excel and move because they just trust and experience with enthusiasm? I don't know. Who the thought? So, with this whole childhood, childlike thing, I just want to ask, have you lost that childlike quality? Have you become cynical and suspicious because of what life has thrown at you? We can all understand that. We can all relate to it. There is so much that comes at us in this life that just isn't fair. That just isn't right. That just should never have happened. Ever. You see, Jesus says the thief's purpose is to kill to rob, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life in all its forms. You see, Jesus doesn't ignore your pain or mess. He doesn't say, clean yourself up and come to me. He embraces you in your pain and mess. As a parent embraces a wounded, hurt child, they can be muddy, bleeding, snotty-nosed, covered in vomit. But a parent will hold their child and comfort them through the pain and out the other side and then clean them up. Jesus is our perfect heavenly Father, true, full of love and comfort. He embraces us, He embraces our mess, He embraces our pain and He deals with it and embraces us. Jesus said to me, Come to me weary and burdened, I will give you rest. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. The peace I give, the world doesn't understand. And the world can't take it away. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So what can you do to restore your wonder? I've just written out a few things that I believe helps. <coughs> because all we need, because we, we all need action. Something to take away. Something to actually do. I'm not an English scholar or a wordsman, so there's no acronym today. <laughs> Unless you're dyslexic, and then maybe it will make sense. <laughs> Anyway, here we go. It's really, really difficult. Start saying well. Wow. Start saying well. When you see something cool, say well, whether it be in your head or out loud. Start saying well. Appreciate the well. Even the little things, allow yourself to be well. We live in a society that doesn't like to look surprised or impressed. We like to pout. We like to remain poker-faced. We like to be aloof. Loser. Be fresh. Be fresh. Be childlike. Be excitable. Be excited. Say well. Why say well? Because you will train yourself to appreciate more. And the result is you will see more. Okay? I have a wealthy friend. I have a wealthy friend who always has coins in his pocket. And when he's out with his kids, he's just wandering around. He just drops coins. He's wealthy. He drops a lot of coins. Though. All behind him. It's really good. But he, but he would just drop coins. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he said, he says, I want my kids to be always looking for opportunity. And every, everywhere they go, I want them to be looking for opportunity, to be aware of what's around them. It's a really cool thing. And so his kids do pick up a lot of money. <laughs> Stop complaining and arguing. When we complain and argue, it only causes us to see division and problems. 
to see the negative. Look for the compatible thing, that thing that draws you together. It's okay to disagree with people. That's what makes us different. We all come from different life experiences. So find the compatible, major on that, bring unity. And last week, um, Julia Grace really hammered this one home, and I really like it, and that is, be grateful. Start saying thank you for everything, no matter how small. The ch this changes your outlook from looking at what is wrong in your world to what is there to be thankful for, and as a result, you start to see more good. Because whatever you're looking for is what you will find. And my final one is, give people the benefit of the doubt. When they do something good or bad, try not to be suspicious of people so much. When, pe do, when people do something to help you, tell yourself, they don't just want something, they're just helping me. You know? When someone says something mean, let your inner voice say, they didn't really mean it. They were just saying it out of their muntedness. <laughs> you know? It sounds so stupid, but it really actually starts to change the way you start to see people. Now, this all kind of sounds like a bit of a self-help step of, of self-help, and, and that's not what I want it to be. But what I can say is this, that when we start walking out our faith with action, our approach to life and our Heavenly Father and our acknowledgement of God as God and Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. His grace and His love and His peace and His joy and His kindness and His forgiveness grows in us as a transforming power. And it's that very presence that helps us change and grow and helps us actually do it. See, Paul says in Philippians 2, 13, 15, now this is my favourite verse in the Bible, and it says, but it is God who works in me to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So it's going to say that again. It is God who works in me, or in you, to, to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. And then it goes on to say, do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God, without fault in a walk of crooked generation. Pretty sure we are a walked a crooked generation at the moment. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. So this morning, I want to encourage you to take stock of where you're at in your relationship with God, in your relationship with your with your kids, in your relationship with your, your spouses, in your relationship with your families, at work, wherever you are. Are you coming with expectation, love, and innocence? Or are you cynical and negative? Listen to this again. Then Jesus called the children over to him and said to the disciples, Let the little children come to me. Never send them away. For the kingdom of God belongs to people who have hearts as trusting as these little children. And anyone who doesn't have their kind of faith will never get within the kingdom's gates. So as you come to him like a, like a child today, with childlike faith and expectation, the very kingdom of God will open up to you. Right now, right where you are and welcome you in. That's what I want to say. Is that today come to God as a child with expectation because that's what He wants. He wants to fulfill your needs. He wants to fulfill your desires. He wants to forgive you. He wants to embrace you. He, he knows everything that's going on. 
It doesn't matter to him. He knows you as you are, where you are, with all your crap. And he wants to embrace it and give you hope. And he wants to open the kingdom of God to you. So come to him with that expectation, like a child, 